Hello, hello, Megan Thompson here with Megan Thompson Coaching, and today we are going to cover the three pillars of a successful summer. Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children? Stop walking on eggshells and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. You're parenting a sensitive child who is stuck in the meltdown cycle and they are hitting, kicking, screaming, yelling, slamming doors, running away, or shutting down and refusing to do whatever it is that you want them to. Uh, You may be dreading summer right? Trying to figure out what your child needs or what your teen needs in order to stay focused on enjoying this relaxation time without swinging to the extreme of uh, just no control and no responsibility to the point where you are worried about uh, how the the end of the summer will go before you even start it, then uh, this show is for you. You definitely want to uh, listen in. All right, so when we look at the three pieces that we're going to talk about today, we're going to make this a short uh, show today because it's summertime, so who knows what your schedule is looking like, right? Let's go ahead and uh, dive in. So one of the things that we know for sure is very important when parenting a sensitive child sensitive teen as well is number one, you need to stick to a routine. Okay. So obviously when it's summertime, that can be uh, really tricky, right? Because things are changing. And it's also true that it was probably tricky to keep a routine when your kid was out of school as well. Um, and, and I want to remind you that even if the schedule looks different, it can still feel rhythmic can still feel like there is a succession of we do this first and then we do this and then we do that and then we do that. And then that plan uh, can be a part of uh, your your uh, management of the day with your kids and um, you can set that expectation as well. So one of the things that we know uh, is really, really important when parenting in the summer is uh, managing your time effectively and helping your children manage their time as well. Because if you're the one who is, uh, work, you know, potentially working from home and your child is expected to manage themselves for part of that, then you need to be able to lead with the expectation that your child will figure this out and uh, support them in being able to follow through on general expectations, certain time of waking up, Uh, breakfast happening so that they don't fall into sleeping till noon and then waking up hangry, right? So uh, maintaining a routine is really important. The next piece that is uh, very important in managing sensitive children and parenting sensitive children at home is to prepare for environmental changes and sensory overwhelm, right? So 
4th of July is coming up uh, and it'll be important for you to uh, observe what kind of noises and sensory intensities will be happening during the holiday and afterwards uh, because your child can struggle with uh, noise intensity, sensory overwhelm related to surprises, not just the, the noise, right? Because one of the things that we see many parents get tripped up on wondering, oh, does my child uh, fit the criteria for sensory processing disorder or is it uh, sensory processing sensitivity, which is the highly sensitive trait, is related to noise, right? My kid can scream at the top of their lungs and yet can't handle fireworks, right? or can tolerate the baby crying, but can't handle um, loud crowds, loud noises, loud parties, right? Uh, wild music, etc. And so I really encourage you to notice what's contributing to your child's stress because this inconsistency in the noise sensitivity is much more prevalent for children who have sensory processing sensitivity personality trait uh, and fit that criteria rather than children who have SPD. Uh, because SPD is typically, a, a, the, at the neurological level, the, the brain is overwhelmed no matter what uh, with what loud noises. It's not typically characterized by certain noises in certain circumstances when it's been a long day and all of these things have to like, you know, a lock and key combo have to match up in order for the child to lose it. However, you may be noticing more of that sort of pattern if your child is highly sensitive. All right, and then when we go into preparing for that, you need to be able to come up with a contingency plan to support your child to manage themselves in this setting or decide, right? We have a lot of parents who will uh, initially pack for, um, for, for these firework experiences or, or for the sensory overwhelm uh, parties, et cetera, and come up with a plan. And one of the things that I want you to be able to know is that it, it absolutely is possible to go through the summer with plans to help your child with their sensory overwhelm and also not avoid uh, these, these experiences, right? Um, you can experience the joy and, and fun of the hustle and bustle of barbecues and, and fireworks and things like that and also support your child with their noise sensitivities or their crowd sensitivities. And uh, this can be something that you can support your kid in doing um, so that the, some of the sensitivities actually go away. And uh, this, is, this is something that feels much more manageable with a system. So um, the last thing that you need to be able to do, but oftentimes you hear me say is the highest priority, is to manage your expectations, right? You need to educate yourself on child development. Is it developmentally appropriate to expect a four-year-old to not be startled by fireworks? No, right? Um, there's a big boom going on. I know when, when uh, my daughter, who's also highly sensitive, she's six now, and when she was really little, she would tell me, um, because you know we do what we do here in our house, and um, she would say, oh, that's a big boom. I feel it in my chest. And she was able to tell me at two, when we went to uh, fireworks for the first time, that she would feel it in her chest. She was able to describe uh, the intensity and the vibration and how that felt in her torso. She could feel it in the ground, right? It was a big boom. And she enjoyed and was able to tolerate the delight and experience delight, I should say, tolerate the noise and experience delight of the um, fantastical um, uh, fireworks because they're fun, right? They're blessed. And um, you know what? She was, she was two turning threes. She has a summer birthday. So I'm just reminding myself of how 
because earlier than that we didn't keep her up for the fireworks but uh, just recognizing that that capacity children can tolerate it but it doesn't mean that they won't be surprised right it's really important for you to, to educate yourself on child development and also notice that daily meltdowns are not developmentally appropriate for highly sensitive children no matter the age uh, that intensity has to be m much less than uh, what you're experiencing at 20, 30, 40 minutes long, etc. Uh, that's not developmentally appropriate for young children even. Um, and, and this is important for you to, to be aware of. All right, so I want to I look at this uh, from, a, from a place of possibility as you go into the summer months and enjoy yourselves, right? And let's take a look at uh, Lori and Jeff, one of their, their um, uh, reported experiences in working with us is something that we hear is, is quite inspirational for many of our clients as they jump in. Lori and Jeff have been working with us for uh, quite some time now. And uh, when they started, their son was having constant meltdowns. They were dreading summer. Okay, mom had uh, been struggling so much that she was actually experiencing panic attacks when it came to the point where her son was, um, you know, when it came to the point where she felt like she needed to take her son places. He was, at the time, uh, eight years old. And uh, so he's, you know, he's too big to carry around, right? He's, he's uh, doing well in school. He is struggling at home and mom is really, really struggling and um, wondering, you know, how, will this ever end, right? Eight years of this, right? And mom was already in therapy. She'd already been working on some other um, emotional needs herself due to, uh, again, anxiety is a side effect of the meltdown cycle, right? And what she was able to say, uh, and, and Jeff had said that they were able to um, enjoy their summer vacation, okay? Summer vacations are something that we can now enjoy a sitter um, and going I go out with Lori and uh, we worry without melting down Lori has said before that um, the work that she's done here has made such an impact uh, that years and years of therapy just never actually uh, move the needle for her so our mornings are stress-free evening routine is seamless kids have been playing more together and car rides are more peaceful i wake up and he's not the first thing on my mind i've taken both kids to the grocery store i don't cringe when my husband asked to go golfing and we are going on dates and so when you look at the possibilities for your family i really want to encourage you to stay focused on dreaming big right if just getting through the day white knuckling it hanging on till bedtime has been something that is typical for you then i encourage you to dream bigger if you want help figuring out what that looks like and what's possible for you then i encourage you to go over to our free masterclass, listen to the process it more in depth spend that time to do that go to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash five steps and i'll walk you through the entire strategy that we teach our clients and uh, break that break those those shifts that our clients have made out into pieces there for you okay and uh, we'll talk soon all right have a great week and uh, speak with you soon bye thank you for joining me on this episode of how to parent your highly sensitive child like a ninja we release a brand new episode every week so be sure to click subscribe if you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC here's what I want you to do next Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. 
We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.